My Seven Chakras, Episode 327. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, host and founder of My 7 Chakras, the show where we provide you ancient wisdom, inspiring stories, and action steps that will help you transform your life. So if you are new to our show, then I want to let you know that you are in the right place. Now, before we dive into today's amazing episode, I'd like to thank Sinchi, who gave us a podcast five-star rating and review on iTunes. And they write, this is my favorite podcast. It's very informative. Love listening to it when I want to wind down for the day. So actually, Trap, if you'd like for me to read out your review as well, then take a minute and leave us a heartwarming iTunes review. The link you need is my7chakras.com forward slash review. That's my7chakras.com forward slash review. All right. So let's talk about our guest for today. After life as a consulting actuary to Fortune 100 companies on Park Avenue, our guest for today built the world's largest coaching business, becoming number one on Google for life coaching and serving huge audiences worldwide. He coaches high-performing leaders to play the best game they possibly can, deepening connection and living a regret-free life by setting life-changing goals taking laser-focused action and increasing their levels of truth, daring, and caring. So Action Tribe, our guest for today is David Wood. So David, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, AJ. And thanks for making me feel so welcome in the lead up before we went live. I'm feeling, I feel good. That's wonderful. I'm so glad, first of all, that you're joining us today. And are you ready to inspire? I am. I'm ready to inspire our listeners and myself. Absolutely. That's wonderful. Now, David, we always begin each and every episode with an inspiring quote. So what is that one quote that you really uh, are inspired by these days and how do you apply it in your life? This is a quote from Brene Brown and uh, it applies to corporate life. I think it applies to personal life as well. And the quote is, you can spend a reasonable amount of time dealing with people's fears and feelings mm -hmm. now, or you can spend an unreasonable amount of time later dealing with unproductive behavior. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I, and I apply it in my life. If I have some kind of upset or feeling or charge on something and I don't communicate it to someone important in my life, it's going to ripple out and, and impact my behavior and it's going to be unproductive. But to the extent that I'm willing to address that now, mm -hmm. I can be more expressed, more lit up, more connected with that person. And I think so the same is true of any charge they may have. If someone's got something about me that they're not feeling safe enough to share, it's going to impact our connection. So my job is to make it safe enough uh, and maybe inquire and check in on their world and find out if there is anything so we can be connected. Wonderful. I really love that particular quote. Action Tribe, if you're listening, if you're watching right now, note that it's important to really let go of your emotions, that fear that you're holding deep within, and also check in with yourself. No matter what you're doing right now, check in with yourself, whether you're really mindfully listening to this episode right now, because if Ooh. you don't, then it's going to impact your behavior it's going to impact your actions and everything else that you do in life. So it's a wonderful way to begin today's episode. And Barbara tells us, good morning. It's wonderful to have our guests uh, greet us in such a way. Uh, Can I so ask you, AJ, I'm really curious, what would mindful listening look like? How does one know? I'm curious for myself. How does one know if they're listening mindfully? Yeah, I think one way in which a person can listen mindfully is to really take a deep breath in and let it out and 
you know, I find that just by doing that, I'm sort of uh, releasing any thoughts that I have about the future or even worries that I have from the past. And uh, being in this breath and just being in this breath allows me to pay more attention to the conversations that are happening. And more importantly, tune into the energy that is being, you know, exchanged between me and you today. So once again, thanks a lot for asking that question um, and, and helping our listeners really get more value. Amina says, hi, AJ. Hi, David. Thanks a lot, Amina. Hello, Amina. Uh, so David, talk to us about your childhood. I mean, where did you grow up and what was it really like? I grew up in Australia in a fairly small country-ish town. And I think it was fine for me uh, until about the age of seven. And then I had, um, there was an accident in my family and my, my little sister died when I was seven. And mm. I actually watched it happen. So it was a traffic accident and I was there. And I think what happened after that is I grew up isolated and I grew up not feeling. I got really good with mathematics and science and I came top of the school and I developed this left brain intellectual side, but I felt very lonely and I didn't know how to relate. I didn't know how to relate to the kids at school. I didn't know how to relate to girls. And then it started become, to become an issue. And as an adult, I was having some trouble in my relationships. I was really like, like I, I fell in love with someone and we broke up seven times. And, and finally I went to, uh, I went to a psychiatrist and I said, what's happening? And that's when he helped me see the path of my life. It's like, well, at the age of seven, something happened. And then you learned to protect yourself and not feel. Uh, and that was a revelation to me. So I've spent the last 20 years of my life still playing in the left brain space of manifesting results in time and space and using systems, but also mm -hmm. reclaiming my emotions, learning how to feel in my body, learning how to connect with people. And the, you know, one of the hidden pluses of that is that helps the business. When you get connected yeah. with people, your, your business side and your work life can thrive. So, you get you get to win both ways. Got it. Thanks a lot for sharing. And I'm sorry for the loss that you experienced when you were a child. Um, it's important that you share this because I'm sure that a lot of our listeners have that wounded inner child as well, me included. I mean, the episode that I'm releasing next week is talking about why I created Action Tribe, which is our community. And one of the reasons why I created that, because when I was a kid, I was always lonely. I was not able to relate to some of the other kids. And oftentimes, especially in the lunch break, I would prefer to, you know, be by myself and, you know, draw sketches of, of Batman or Superman because I had that imagination deep within me. And for some reason, I was, wasn't able to integrate to the groups or the cliques that were formed around me. And so thanks a lot for sharing that about yourself, because the more you share, the more we are able to relate with our own uh, childhood and our own experiences. So you talk about playing the game of life, right? Playing for real. What does it really mean to play for real? Uh, I'm glad you asked that question. It means a lot to me, the, the line play for real. You look, life can be serious sometimes and I can get mm -hmm. really serious, but I think sometimes we're too serious. And mm -hmm. I've always loved games. If the world was perfect and everything was handled and fixed and there were no problems to solve, I would just play. It's a high value for me. So I take the viewpoint that we are playing a game called life. And in work, we're playing a game. Everything's a game. Even if I'm pulled over by a police officer and taken to the police station, that's a game that we're now playing. Um, and some people say, well, how can you call this a game? You lost your sister when you were young. I, my, my partner's dying of cancer. That's not a game. Well, I would suggest it's a game with very high stakes. So when we can realize it's a game with high stakes, there's a flow that can happen. And instead of tensing up and getting angry, uh, we can be like, oh, all right, this is a, this is a game that really matters. And I think it, alters our approach to it. Now, the for real part is it's not like 
everything's frivolous and nothing matters and I'm just dancing through the daisies uh, with, with birds alighting on my shoulder. No, it's not like that. Let's play the games of life and work, but let's play them like they matter. Let's play for real. Let's play as if we only had one life. Many listeners here may believe in reincarnation. Maybe that's true. But what if we had one life? Wouldn't you want to play for real? Absolutely. And this is a wonderful, wonderful point that you've made. I mean, uh, it's about playing the game, but this game has high stakes and you're playing for real because although you might have, you know, different lifetimes after this, but how many lifetimes are you going to have with the same combination of genetics, the circumstances that you have manifested in your life? Probably never. So it's important to, you know, really make the most out of this life. Now, I love what you've written and you've spoken about David, you've spoken about many principles that somebody can really uh, embody into their life and really transform their own existence. And one of the things you say is the key to a really fulfilling life is to develop more connection. So what do you really mean by, by this? Yeah, well, bear, bear in mind that I grew up not very connected at all and didn't know it. Mm -hmm. So not connected, but didn't know it. And then as I developed more connection, I kept gravitating towards vulnerability. When I saw someone get up on stage and share the truth and say, I'm terrified of people and I'm here anyway. I'm like, you can say that? That's amazing. <laughs> and then as I shared, I, I didn't even know that I was hiding parts of myself from myself and then from other people. So things that I'm ashamed of, like, uh, my arrogance, um, talking over people, lack of listening, um, sometimes ashamed of being single, like all of these things as I could notice them and bring them into the light and reveal them to others and be seen and accepted and loved for who I am, my connections deepened. And I love it so much that, that I now teach it and share it and encourage people to head in that direction. The way I know that we really want deeper connection in our lives and that that's one of the major things that can lead to a fulfilled life, just look at the movies that we love. Mm -hmm. Look at the best movies. They're all about vulnerability and deep connection and love. So mm -hmm. I grew up left brain. I was an actuary. I love business success. I coach high performers. Let's have that success. But at the same time, what, where are you holding back from deepening connection mm -hmm. with yourself, your partner, your kids, your family, your friends, your coworkers, your boss, your customers? Very rich conversation. Well, absolutely. And I love the fact that you mentioned that you know when you're at a networking event or maybe when you're at a community where somebody's speaking on stage sometimes we have this uh idea that everything is going perfect in their life and the truth is that we have our imperfections or things that you're worried about or you know irrational fears that we might have and when somebody expresses that we have that instant sense of connection with them which is true uh, and i think yeah. deep down it, it helps us connect the knowing that you know that person has this challenge or this difficulty and he or she is bold enough to express it. Yes. I realized I have a value for that. And I admire when someone shares something, uh, takes a risk and shares something that, that uh, they, you know, maybe the risk is that I won't like them. Maybe the risk is that I won't do business with them. I, I coach one of the first people I ever coached was a woman who shared with me that her husband had an affair 10 years earlier and she'd mm -hmm. been holding him under the thumb, using that to manipulate him and control him for 10 years. Right. And, and then she shared, as we got deeper, someone else had an affair 10 years earlier. She did, but mm. she hadn't told him that piece. So she, you know, I got to see her vulnerability and to see her fear of coming clean and risking the marriage, putting the marriage on the line in service of possible deeper connection. And she went and did wow. that. 
Yeah, I just felt like some goosebumps on my arm. She went and did it, risked her marriage, and she came back and said, we both felt like we were floating on air, walking six feet above mm. the ground the whole weekend, so deeply in love, and I mm. was hooked. I'm like, I need to learn this for myself to reveal, mm. to have more truth, daring, and connection, and how do I bring this to others? And I barked on that journey 20 years ago. Got it. Well, thanks a lot for sharing this story because under connection, you, you sort of break it down into three uh, you know, three areas, right? Which is more truth, yes. like you've just shared. You said more caring and more daring, right? So, you know, just like this situation where you spoke of this lady who was vulnerable vulnerable enough to, you know, share her story with you and the truth that she had withheld from her own husband all these years. And as soon as she shared that, she expressed it to her partner over the weekend. They noticed this outbreak of emotions and a deeper connection, right? So how do we uncover this in our life? How do we really assess the level of truth that we're living on a daily basis? Any advice around that? Wow. Yes. Um, sometimes I say yes, and then usually the answer comes. So we'll see what comes. Um, truth. Well, you know, we've started talking about truth as truth is an access to deeper connection with self and with others. So then the question is, how do I assess my own level of truth? If I said to a fish, if you're a fish and I said to mm -hmm. you, how's the water? Mm -hmm. You might reply, what water? right how can you when you're a fish how can you see water you're living in it it's your life it's like mm -hmm. that with withholds we have thoughts that are holding us back from other people and ourselves all the time mm -hmm. we even subconsciously maybe just below the surface these things are there and we're swimming in them it mm -hmm. could be i really admire you in fact i feel a little bit of shame sometimes being around you or intimidated because you're so good at what you do. It could be that. It could be, I'm angry with you. Um, once at a wedding, a cousin of mine was the MC and he made a joke at my mm. expense and everybody laughed and I felt really small. You know what? I shut that down, boxed it away, never thought of it again for the next five years but it was subtly there in my system and keeping me at a bit of a distance from my cousin didn't even know it until he called me one day and he said, five years ago, I made a joke at your expense and I apologize. I was like, what? Yeah, nice. you did. <laughs> I didn't even know that was there. So consider that you're swimming in withholds. Sometimes they come into conscious awareness and you mm -hmm. might, without even knowing it, you put it away. Um, another example, I just, I was, I was driving with friends and, and while well, they were driving and they're driving so close to the car in front that I was nervous. Yeah. I'm stressed. And finally, this was conscious enough that I brought it to the forefront. I said, look, there's something I've been holding on to. I'm really stressed and nervous about this. I wonder mm -hmm. if you, if you drop back and leave some more distance, that was a real edge for me. So question that you asked is, how do we become aware of, mm -hmm. of what's here? And then we'll leave the question for now of how do you bring it to someone in an artful way? Because that's one of the reasons they're withholds. It's the reason that mm -hmm. we haven't said it is because we don't really know how to say it without causing some kind of reaction. And there's a risk. Who knows? Maybe yeah. that person's going to divorce us. But how you can become aware of it is start sharing more of your inner dialogue. Um, it's so tricky to catch it as a practice, but when you notice yeah. it, you can start sharing it. There is an exercise that I like, really simple. Take a pen and a piece of paper and write down someone who's important to you. And then underneath that, write down what is unsaid. If you were going to die in an hour and, um, 
and and at the moment of death everything that was unsaid between you was revealed what would that be for you to be fully self-expressed i like this about you and i never said it i love this about you and i never said it i right. felt disappointed when this happened i felt betrayed when this happened the things i'm scared to tell you ah and write down those things because i think you might get angry or you might get upset start to become aware of those things i'm not saying you have to go and share them all at once but right. first reveal them to yourself and then the next mm -hmm. next question is how could i deliver one or two of these so that i could feel more expressed and deepen connection with someone who matters to me wonderful so action tribe i hope you are listening to this right now because this is a very actionable step that you can take uh you know just thinking about someone that you respect in your life and noting down all the opinions or thoughts or resentments likes and dislikes and reasons why you admire this person noting that down on a journal because a lot of things will come up for sure so thanks a lot david for sharing that with us and i've i've written it down right now so i'm going to try it as well now the other uh, thing you mentioned is the importance of having more daring in our life so what does this really involve? can i can I, I i like that question can i jump in i just realized i want to give an example i was just thinking yeah. what's a withhold i have with you now i've just met you right i, yeah. I know nothing about you before this and i just thought what what do i have sitting here in my system if i look at aj yeah. and i realized um what comes up is i think you have a very um warm friendly natural loving personality that's how i experience you and from the beginning when i came on this show i just thought i can hang out with this guy we could have a cup of tea and we could just chat and so that that was there as a withhold for me and i wanted to share it with you and likewise i mean i really loved your energy just as we connected uh the fact that you said that i don't have any you know pre-prepared answers we'll go with the flow and we'll see what comes up that sort of let the you know pressure down and we begin to have a wonderful casual organic back and forth which i think is best for the audience as well they they can sense the energy right now and i'm sure they are all taking it and so thanks a lot david for this sure. uh, wonderful wonderful thing that you uh, that you shared um so yeah i mean daring i mean what 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 is uh, what is daring really involve well when i look i you know as a as a coach and and professional speaker i was thinking what are my values what has influenced my life the most that i would feel passionate to share with others and one one was truth i just i orient towards truth the other one was daring i notice mm -hmm. if i'm scared of something i lean into it i don't want that to have power over me so i'm afraid of heights so mm -hmm. i paraglide i've gone paragliding solo over the himalayas at 10,000 feet i'm afraid yep. of abandonment so i'll explore an open relationship what's it like to date someone who's also dating and loving other people can i do that um yep. i'm afraid of being on stage and and being in front of people so i'll go and speak to 1000 people and what i discovered through the daring is that there's a self expression that's possible in that yeah so for example i had this aha moment when i went to the transformational leadership council last year and these are a lot of thought leaders that i admire and i'm a little intimidated by you know jack canfield from chicken soup and john gray from men are from mars women are from venus and i thought i realized after the event that there were four times that i took a big risk and that i was daring one example was i went and pitched jack canfield uh, to write a book together that was a real edge for me i met an oscar winning yeah. producer and i asked him look i know this is a bold request but what would it take for me to do a ride along with you next time you're doing a film shoot that was okay. so edgy for me i met i met uh, a woman i was attracted to and i invited her to come to colombia with me that was an edge so i realized I'd done uh those were three things. I actually did four things that were such an edge for me and yep. the win was I felt really good about myself. 
I felt expressed. I felt like on my deathbed, I could relax and say, I really gave it everything because I expressed myself, because I was daring when it felt right. Now, if I got a yes, that's a bonus. I did get at least one yes. But that, mm-hmm. that, is the, that is the bonus. That's not the real prize. The prize is, be, is not letting fear stop me and being expressed. And I want that for everybody. Got it. Got it. So Action Tribe, I mean, think about it. Ask yourself, look back into your life. When was the last time you really went beyond your comfort zone and did something that was truly a dare? Uh, because as we're learning today, it's not just important that you win or you get a yes from the dare, but what's most, more important is that you actually do it because you sense that sense of accomplishment or that fulfillment after that. And I love the dares that you have done, uh, David, that you mentioned. Uh, and those dares are connected to the fears that you have. So which is one is uh, hand gliding, right? Is it hand gliding or paragliding that you do? I've done both. Actually, I started as both. a hang glider okay. pilot. And then I switched to, uh, to paragliding. And um, yeah, I've done both. Wonderful. And, uh, you know, Action Tribe, you got to check out uh, David's uh, YouTube uh, channel because I believe you added a video, right? Where you're like uh, above the ground, you can see the valleys in, and you're actually on the hand glider, which is, which is a beautiful video to see. Yeah, you got to check that out. I've got the GoPro <laughs> and you can, you can come yeah. with me thousands of feet above the ground. Um, and a simple exercise, if you're thinking, well, where would I be more daring in my life? Uh, I want to give a yeah. simple exercise and then a caveat, something to watch, okay. watch out for. Yeah. The exercise is take a piece of paper and a pen and pick an area of your life. It could be relationships. Mm. It could be um, work. It could be, fam- you know, what, whatever. Pick an area and then just write down if I was fearless if I was fully expressed, if I was to find my edge and ride that edge, what might that look like? You don't have to do these actions, but I mm-hmm. want your awareness to expand and realize, ah, this is what it could look like. I could go and give a speech or I could go and teach a class. I've never taught a mm-hmm. class on that. So that's the exercise. And then here's the caveat. I don't want you to go beyond that. There's a zone. There's a zone. We'll mm-hmm. call it a discomfort zone. I want you to find that discomfort zone where it's an edge for you to be more expressed or be more daring or be more bold. But if we go beyond that zone where there, I believe there's growth, we can go into trauma and overwhelm and burnout. Mm-hmm. So if you're someone that burns the candle at both ends, you're, you're not getting much sleep. You're already pushing it. You can get on the phone and call 30 people and ask them to sponsor your your event. If you're that person, you might need to know when to nurture and when to be more caring. And I had to learn this the hard way because I was the spiritual warrior just going for everything. And I ended up going into deep depression and high anxiety at the same time. So... You find that zone for yourself and honor it. That's my desire for you. Uh, For most of us, we could be more daring. For some of us, we might need to take a rest and be more caring. Got it. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. It's about uh, checking with your inner voice and really being honest and truthful with ourselves. If you need some of that going beyond our comfort zone and, you know, going for that one dare or two dares, then, then great. But if you're already doing a lot of that, then you know it's time to take some rest, some rejuvenation, some healing, so that you can go back again. Yeah. Uh, so, David, uh, talk to us about caring now, because uh, what does what does caring involve for a person who wants to really, you know, transform their life? Yeah. Well, this is this is what we just covered. Um, I was I was I was in an open relationship. I wanted to expand. I wanted to find any limitations. I wanted to practice not owning someone or feeling like I'm possessing and, and like they're mine. Uh, this was the spiritual warrior in me. And I burned out so badly. I was lying awake at night, sometimes getting 20 minutes sleep. And I'd have adrenaline shooting through my body. If I did mm. fall asleep, I'd wake up 
feeling energized like this. And it was, it was a horrible experience. And that's when I learned that there's a zone. There's not just a be daring, be daring, be bold, be adventurous. Um, Sometimes we need that. If you are feeling stagnant, if you're feeling bored, if you're feeling maybe even super confident, like you got this, you know, you know these patterns, then you might want to nudge yourself with some daring into the zone where, into the growth zone. But as I said, if you're burning the candle at both ends and you're pushing everything and you are a daring person, you are a bold person, then you might need to look at the, at the caring. And caring comes up for me in three areas. Caring for self, um, relationship, and then in your work life or business life. So caring for self, are you honoring yourself? I'm imagining that many of your listeners, AJ, uh, are good at that. That's a story I have that, that they're, maybe they're doing yoga, some kind of movement practice. They're doing some kind of exercise. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming they care about their nutrition and they don't eat refined sugar. Um, that's mm-hmm. a story I have. But each of us can look. Where could I be more caring in my own life? Right. Um, where could I be more nurturing in my relationships? Am I sharing how much I love this person? Am I checking in with them? How are you really? Is there a challenge you're facing that you haven't really shared? I, I want to hear it. I want to know your life. And then at work, caring for uh, customers if you have a business. Are you, when was the last time you checked in with them and said, what's your number one challenge? How can I help? If we don't care for these things, Mike's in my experience, they will disintegrate. They will dissolve and sometimes they will bite you on the ass. Got it, got it. So in fact, uh, Amina says, I still have to learn to be as daring as David. I'm so afraid of getting a no. Now on that same very topic, I, I have a question about rejection and failure, right? Because I think from an evolution standpoint, us as humans, we want to be in that tribe. We don't want to be considered as outcasts. We don't want to be rejected because of the consequence of survival. So how do you think about rejection and failure? How do, how do you look at them? Yeah. Uh, Amina, I relate to that. I, too, and sometimes afraid of getting a no. If I, uh, I'm single, if I go up to an attractive woman and I ask her if she wants to spend time with me, there's a part of me that makes it mean something. I'm not worthy or, you know, whatever. Um, and sometimes I chicken out, I'll be honest. Uh, and those times I don't, I don't really like myself. If I chicken out, I, I don't really feel good about myself. In the times that I take the risk, mm-hmm. my heart beating fast and I go up and I'm willing to be vulnerable, even if I get a no, I find I like myself more. So I'll mm-hmm. often push through the discomfort for that benefit. Of, of liking myself more. Now, one thing you can do, Amina and anyone else who's, who's got that about a no and rejection, is you can start to reframe it. And the way you can reframe it is instead of leaning back from it and avoiding asking for what you want, which has me feel a little sad at the idea of you not asking for what you want, what you can do is you can lean into it and go and deliberately get a no. It's a great exercise. Go and ask your partner for something that they're unlikely to say yes to. So you're not really expecting a yes. I had to do this when I did a course. I had to go out on the street and ask a stranger for, I don't know, ask him for 20 bucks just to Mm -hmm. get a no. Had to ask ask someone, would you give me a 10-minute back rub right now? Um, Had to ask, (laughs) go into a restaurant and say, would you give me a dinner for free? It was mm-hmm. so awkward, but kind of fun. And you know the weird thing? I tried to get five no's. I didn't get five no's. That was my goal. I got some yeses. I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> so see if you can reframe it. And then if you're a journaler, you could journal what comes up with the idea of doing it. And then you could journal what happened when you did it. And maybe just take some of that that drama away from a no and get that no is wonderful. 
let you know it's, it's someone taking care of themselves when they say no go and find out i want you to be like that little kid on a tricycle that just goes up to someone do you want to ride on my tricycle no okay riding along do you want to ride on my tricycle no okay let them take care of themselves and you honor yourself by asking for what feels right for you got it so i think that's wonderful advice action tribe it's about time to sort of take some time to test your uh, rejection muscle and sort of build it up uh, there's actually a book i believe that's written on this very topic where a person goes out and voluntarily uh, asks questions like you mentioned and and wanting to get a no and i believe over a period of time that builds that res- resiliency within a person and as you've put it when you went out you actually didn't get the no's that you wanted and you did get some yeses so that's a wonderful wonderful way to test things out and i've written that down and i'm sure that our listeners have as well now uh, david for someone who is in the process of changing their life or moving in the right direction because sometimes you, you know we're aware of you know that yoga that we need to do or that nutrition that we need to stick to or may- maybe we need to lose lose some weight uh but sometimes we sort of jump, you know get out of track for whatever reason or the other so if someone wants to change their life and move in the right direction what should they do or focus on today there are the solutions that make a little bit of a difference and then in my experience there are some solutions that make a really big difference and this is not mm-hmm. rocket science this is really simple so the ones yeah. that make a little bit of difference um hang around with 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 smart people listen to podcasts like this one uh read books that are going to open your mind they make a little bit of difference but it's too easy we're creatures of habit i think we really are i i really think we're we're like we're actually like rats in a maze and i don't think that's a bad thing mm-hmm. we're just creatures of habit we go along we've got the maze and we're looking for the cheese but if you really want to get out of the maze if you want to knock down a couple of walls and extend the maze uh or totally redecorate then i think structures are what make a difference so immerse yourself mm-hmm. in some kind of course maybe a 3 day or a 7 day course where you kind of can't get away from the information and your barriers can be broken down um and hiring a coach i'm a coach so i'm biased um but a coach is someone that you're going to speak to regularly usually once a week and um report back and see if there's change and you're build you want to change your habits over time even if you do a course for 3 days you're only going to retain 10 to 20% if you're lucky mm-hmm. of the course so you really need a course and then follow up hopefully the course has a follow up each week so that you can put into practice what you're learning as an example i just signed up for a course about nutrition and i did a course called okay. wild fit which is run by eric mm-hmm. edmeads and uh what vision lakiani from mind valley publishes that and this was a 3 month online course with 400 people mm-hmm. hey it's now 3 months since the course is finished and i do not eat refined sugar i rarely eat grains i rarely eat dairy and i rarely eat out i buy whole fruits and vegetables and protein and prepare myself 3 months later I'm still having green smoothies in the morning. There's an example of um not requiring willpower because I don't really my willpower is only so-so. But mm-hmm. I got into a structure that helped me create new habits and now it doesn't need any willpower because I just that's what I do. Correct. Thanks a lot for sharing Eric Edmeads uh, was on our show and definitely it was one of our best episodes so far it's so important as we're moving towards our you know transformed life and you know changing our thoughts and you know dealing with our emotions it's also important to ensure that we're getting the right food the right superfoods the right herbs and can really nourish our body so thanks a lot for reminding us of that now you're a part of the transformational leadership council right which consists yes. of notable leaders authors experts people who are you know really really good at what they do So do you ever have imposter syndrome or comparison sy- syndrome uh when you're in the midst of your colleagues and how do you deal with that if you do <laughs> Yeah 
Yeah, I do. <laughs> I first joined the, the TLC uh, about eight or nine years ago. And okay. I was like a fish out of water. I'm, I'm like, how did I get here? And, you know, Jack Canfield and John Gray, between them, have sold more books uh, than maybe anyone else who's ever lived. And uh, Don Miguel Ruiz from the Four Agreements and Marianne Williamson, who's now running from president, is here. And I'm yep. hanging out like, like I'm supposed to be a peer. And it was really awkward. And one way I dealt with it, and this ties perfectly back into our conversation about truth and revealing, I stood up. Mm -hmm. I stood up in, in, in the middle of all of them. I, they gave me a minute to introduce myself. And I said, I feel so intimidated. And mm. there's a part of me that just wants to wants you to like me and wants you to approve of me and wants you to welcome me in. And, uh, and, I, and I'm worried that that, that, wa that that won't happen. And I just want to be honest about it. Mm. And I'm here and I'm open. So I revealed to kind of take the, uh, the pressure off it and to help it, help it relax a bit. And then I, I, was, I retired. retired for several years and I resigned and I just came back and I went and something had shifted. Something had shifted. I wasn't trying as much. And I was, I, I think I took on not deliberately, but I took on more humility of more mm. listening. And I was so inspired to be there and to hear from them. And I felt more of a, a brotherhood or a sisterhood. And I'm not sure exactly what shifted that, but I'm grateful. There's still a part of my brain that's, that's the, the marketing brain and the business side that's like, oh, I should connect with this person. This person could send an email for me and just send my business through the roof. There's still that, mm -hmm. if, I'm, if I'm honest, but now at least I know it's there and uh, it doesn't, doesn't run me so much. Absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, on the same topic, on the same theme, you know, we're, we're, we're learning and as you've alluded to, who you surround with determines the, you know, the transformation that you can experience, right? Yeah, you're, we are a product of our environment. And I guess one of the things that we need to do is uh, be able to connect with and establish and, and nurture and cultivate our dream network of people that are within our circle, right? So how does someone go about doing that if they'd like to today start, you know, building their dream network of people that they'd like to surround themselves with? How should someone go about this? Hmm. Well, I think that's pretty simple. The, the internet's made it really easy now to search yeah. for the kinds of groups that you're after. There are meetups now. Just look for a meetup in your area and go. And the more you do that, the more that can lead you to other groups. So I want to give big examples and small examples. Uh, the big examples, uh, for me, I found out about the Transformational Leadership Council, and then I made that a goal of mine, and then fate really stepped in and gave me an incredible opportunity. I actually saw John Gray sitting by the fireplace at a hotel at midnight. Yeah. I was just locked out of my room and I went to get another key and I saw him and I'd been trying to, to get in touch with him for a testimonial for my book at the time. And fate okay. just, fate just stepped in. It's like, what? Um, I've got a client who wants tribe, really wants tribe. And um, so she started researching and she found the Association of Transformation Leaders and she found the Legacy, Legacy Club and she started researching and, and, uh, and now she's, she's, she's found something that might be her tribe. For me, I've just relocated to Boulder, Colorado, mm -hmm. and I went and did a training course. I actually assisted in a training course because someone I liked was doing it and I met all these amazing people who have become now part of my tribe. And then they told me about another group called T Group, where you sit, mm -hmm. oh, you'll, you'll love this, your listeners will love this. You sit in groups of say six people, 45 minutes, mm -hmm. and you relate in present moment awareness. We can't tell stories about the past, we can't talk about the future. It's just what I'm noticing now is, you just do that for 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. Talk about being mindful, and yeah. I love those people. I've started hosting it. So now they're my tribe and they tell me about other communities that I can get into. So it's not hard. It's not complicated. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, 
I went to dance because it was awkward for me and I was scared of it. I didn't know how to move when I couldn't talk to yeah. someone and there was no structure. So I went and did that and I kept on doing it. And now that's my tribe, the five rhythms tribe, the sweat your prayers tribe, the ecstatic dance tribe. So find your tribe. It's not complicated. It just takes a couple of phone calls and some internet searches and then go and hang out. You can go to a national speakers meeting. Wow. Talk about inspiring people and then start hanging out with them. And that can become your tribe. Got it. So there you go, Action Tribe. There are many things that you can do from, you know, visiting your local meetup to, uh, you know, attending workshops. And then as David pointed out, one thing leads to the next and just be open to what the universe can provide to you at that moment in time. Now, David, the story that you had with John Gray was pretty interesting, right? Because you were at the hotel. You always wanted to meet him. And there he is in front of you uh, at the reception, I believe, right? Uh, so tell us that story if you, if you, if you could. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. I had fear and I wasn't daring. Uh, I mean, I love your comments and, and you're welcome. Um, I appreciate you appreciating me sharing my vulnerabilities. So John Gray is sitting there, right? I recognize yeah. him and I normally don't recognize people. I just don't really, that's not a skill of mine. I lurked around, I lurked for five minutes, just like trying to think of something. And all I had was the, the truth you're famous. Can I touch you? And maybe it'll rub off. That was <laughs> like, what else have I got? And so finally yeah. I left, I left feeling some shame because I just, I just couldn't think of anything to say to him. And he's talking with friends. I'd have to interrupt mm -hmm. him. So I go back, I get in my pajamas. And the third time that I complained to my girlfriend and said, I just walked away from John Gray. I just walked away mm -hmm. from John Gray. It was killing me. She said, get up, get dressed and go back out there. So right. I got up, he's still there, and I walked up and stood there and waited until he stopped speaking because he's in the middle of a conversation. Mm -hmm. And I felt so yep. awkward. It's like back to my high school days. And he stopped and he said, hi. And I said, uh, hi, I'm, I'm David Wood and uh, I'm a fan. And uh, I, I have a mailing list of 40,000 coaches, if I can ever support you in promoting something, I'd, I'd be happy to do it. And I, I just wanted to say hi. And he said, mm. firstly, he, he said, oh, are you the David Wood? There's another David Wood. And um, are you with this other David Wood? I said, no, I get confused by him all the time. Um, but he said, what are you doing for lunch tomorrow? Mm. I said, I think I'm canceling my flight and I'm having lunch with you. So um, just walking up to John and saying hi uh, and being natural. And then it just occurred to me like, hey, if I can help, I will. And it seemed he wanted that help. And I ended up, uh, we had a conversation. Uh, he helped me, I helped him. And then one thing led to another. And then he, he was kind enough to nominate me uh, to the Transformational Leadership Council, which I would say has changed my life. To be around people that I've, I've worshiped um, and to be hanging out with them and to find my own dignity. That's another thing mm -hmm. that, um, that right. I want for myself and everyone else to realize um, that I do belong there. Mm -hmm. That was a big, big aha to realize this is my life is transformation. I don't just teach it or read about it. I live it and I'm a geek for it. And so these guys, some of them have way more success than I've had, but they're really family because we share that. And I, I'm guessing too, AJ, that, that you're in that tribe as well. And many of our listeners that we live, eat, breathe transformation and we want it for ourselves and we want it for the world. One tribe. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for sharing. Um, I sort of lost my <laughs> train of thought there in thinking about what you what you were sharing, but uh, what I was I, going to say, I was love hearing on that. that night. <laughs> that happens, right? I lost yeah. it. I don't know what where I am. What are we saying? I love it. That's real. <laughs> what are we saying? Yeah, but but what I was going to say was uh, when you were that night uh, with John Gray, you were at the reception. There were three things that happened that I think changed the trajectory of of your life in a way. And one was the fact that your girlfriend urged you to go back, 
right? She had that confidence and she believed in you for you to be, you know, to follow your dreams in a way and go back to the reception. So you did that. The second thing is when you saw John Gray, you did not ask for his autograph. <laughs> you stepped up with being able to serve. You said that you've got this list of 40,000 people. How can I serve you? Which is awesome. And then you, the most important thing is that you were vulnerable and you pushed beyond your comfort zone. And I think that a lot of our listeners can draw from this. And, you know, whenever they see someone that they really admire and respect, and that happens to me too. So the next time that happens, I'm going to use, you know, the same technique or the method that you've suggested, which is to just uh, go ahead and uh, complete that experience, whether or not it turns out the way we want to, that's a separate thing, but just do it. Yeah. Uh, so thanks a lot, David, maybe, for, maybe, for sharing Maybe next. That. Maybe next episode, if, if I'm ever on the show again, I'll tell you guys how I went up to Tom Cruise. That was an edgy, that yeah. was an edgy moment too. <laughs> yes, 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 for sure. 100%. Now, David, you're a traveler, right? You've been traveling for a large part of your life um, and you're sort of like a digital nomad. And that's something that I wanted to do more of. How has travel shaped your life so far? Oh my goodness. Well, this is a bit like the fish with the water. Like it is... Yeah. It is so ingrained in my life. Uh, I wonder if I can even see how it's shaped my life. Um, back in back in '98, I started coaching, and I went. Yeah. Uh, I was doing virtual coaching, so pretty quickly I realized I can I could be I could be somewhere else doing this, and um, I ended up getting uh, a transfer to New York because I traveled for a year as an Australian. Australians do that. Australians, mm -hmm. Germans, crazy travelers. So I traveled for a year yeah. and I realized I can't keep up. I can't afford to keep doing this. So I applied for a transfer and got a transfer to New York. So now I'm living in another country and getting paid. That's a great way to, to do mm -hmm. it if you can do that. And then when I switched to coaching, I, I traveled for two months. And while I was traveling, I had this flash of insight. I don't have to go home ever. Mm -hmm. I, I've got my wallet and my laptop and that's all I need. I didn't have a girlfriend at the time and I didn't have uh, a nine to five job. And all I had was an apartment that I had to let go of. Boom. Now I'm free. And for the last 20 years, I've been able and privileged to live wherever I want in the world. Now it's got pros and cons. I just traveled for two years. I left mm -hmm. Bali. The universe kicked me out of Bali, booted me, said it's time. And I'm like, I don't know where home is. So for two years, I've been like uh, Colombia, Australia, Montreal, and then I checked out Boulder. And I need to be rooted. I need a nest. I need to know where my socks are. So, mm -hmm. and, I want a, and I wanted a puppy, which I now have. So I, uh, it's beautiful to have some balance. And I think the holy grail now for me is to have a home, have a place I can always come back to and then take off for a couple of months. Like I, I might go to, back to Colombia for when it's really cold here in Boulder and um, either rent out my house or just leave it, have a house sitter, probably looking after my dog. And um, I think that's the holy grail to, to be able to do both. But how has it shaped my life? I don't know. It's just how I live. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I can't tell you how it's shaped because I wouldn't know what it's like to have not, I, I can't even imagine. Oh my, when I imagine just being in one town all my life and living there in one job, it sounds terrible to me because I have a value on daring and checking out things and exploring. Right. Yeah. And when you have those values and you have those ideals, and if you don't live up to them, then it, uh, it, it hurts you. So, um, so thanks a lot for, for, you know, leading that lifestyle so that our listeners and uh, myself included can really pursue more of our goals and things that we really want to do, whether it's travel or whether it's to pursue that one dare that has been on our mind for the longest time. So, you know, I, I, just, I just realized, AJ, it really had an impact on my spiritual journey because if I hadn't gone mm. to New York, I wouldn't have discovered the Morehouse. I wouldn't have discovered the Human Awareness Institute. I wouldn't have discovered mm. uh, maybe Landmark Education. 
I wouldn't have discovered right. um, all these different practices that have grown me as a person. So um, I just right. realized that's, that's one way that travel has shaped my life. Well, thanks a lot. And what is it one action step that you'd like to recommend for our listeners based on the different topics that we spoke about today? One action step. Well, if growth is a high value, you place a high value on growth, personal growth and spiritual growth. Um, I think doing a course that resonates with you is, is so wonderful to open. And I, my, I guess that you already know that. One, one that made a massive difference for me is the work by Byron Katie. She has the school for the work. It's nine days. And that really has changed my life. Uh, another one is the Landmark Forum by Landmark Education. So if you're feeling like, yeah, I want to just open, take the blinders off and see things that I haven't even seen and growth is a high value, then go and do one of those courses. You, it's so hard to go wrong. Nine out of 10, you're going to come back and thank me profusely. So Action Drive, to access the show notes for today's episode, visit my7chakras.com forward slash 327, my7chakras.com forward slash 327. If you're having fun, then make sure that you hit the subscribe button on your iPhone because that will ensure that you get all the latest episodes as soon as they go live. All right. So once again, hit that subscribe button so that you stay in touch. It doesn't matter where you are. You are nowhere compared to where you can go. This is an amazing quote by Bob Proctor. Action Tribe, just think about this for a second. It doesn't matter where you are. You are nowhere compared to where you can go. What does this really mean? It means that no matter how bad you feel about your current state, if you have bad habits, if you're not where you'd like to be financially, if you are alone and you'd like to attract a partner, or if you're not healthy, and you'd like to heal, you are nowhere compared to where you can go. So don't let your past mistakes or failures or disappointments hold you back. If you can dream it, you can do it. And every day you get a brand new opportunity to start afresh, start a brand new page. So make a commitment today on this episode for more connection, authenticity, daring, caring, right? Because you can do it. I have complete faith in your greatness. So David, talk to us about a time when you experienced a major life challenge. Um, how did you get into that situation? And then what steps did you take to overcome it? Mm. Well, we've talked about, uh, we talked about my, my trauma as a kid, watching, watching my mm -hmm. sister, sister die. And I think, so this is, this is not an instant where something happened. This is more a life situation. And when I found myself constantly breaking up, I realized I needed outside input. Mm -hmm. That was, I, I was desperate enough. I waited until it got bad enough that I was like, I don't know what to do here. So I went and got help. Uh, in my case, I, I asked a doctor for a referral to a psychiatrist. I said, what's going on? And I got amazing help. And then I spent the next 20 years trying to um to balance myself and reclaiming and so therapy helped um personal growth courses have definitely helped me get back in touch with the human that i am so the big lesson i would say is to reach out to someone who's got a different perspective and can give me professional help if i just kept trying to do it by myself the last 20 years i wouldn't be here on this show there's no way you'd be talking to me. So there you go, Action Tribe. If you are facing a challenge or difficulty, and if you've not been able to come up with a solution yet, then reach out. That's the theme for today. Action Tribe, I hope you've learned something new and interesting on today's episode. If you have, I hope you know that, uh, that one thing that you're going to do right after. Today, we're learning that it's important to have courage, to take action, to risk failure, and not give up. And when we think about courage, the image that usually comes to our mind is that of a lion or an elephant or a wolf, right? Uh, because they have that uh, raw, undiluted courage to stand up for what they truly believe in, you know, in, in terms of energy. And while that might be one form of courage, 
courage comes in all shapes and sizes and i feel true courage is mental toughness emotional resilience and spiritual strength like just like we're learning today because the big rock might be strong physically but the flexible resilient water in the wave usually comes back again and again and again and ultimately shatters that rock that was standing in its path and as mary and radmarker reminded us courage doesn't always roar sometimes courage is a little voice at the end of the day that says i'll try again tomorrow so keep that in mind as we enter our last round for today which is the wisdom round so david what is the best piece of advice that you have ever received share your inner dialogue what's happening in your head put it out there and let the chips fall where they may got it and if you could turn back time and connect and speak with um one person for one hour who would it be one person for one hour um i'd i'd hang out with robin williams and and really get to know him and uh, david what is it one thing that you do in the morning these days or maybe in the evening before going to sleep that has enhanced the quality of your life it's yoga it's yoga i can't imagine life without yoga i do a very quick form i just do some yoga poses to open up my shoulders and neck i, I don't even know if i could go to sleep if i didn't do that so the way it opens up the energy flow in my body is a is a real gift to me i i just do it might be it might even be 3 minutes or 5 minutes and uh that's made a difference to my life got it and if you could recommend one book for our listeners uh what would it be loving what is by byron katie the book itself did not change my life but it was a beginning and then got me to go to the school and that changed my life but the book's an introduction to a concept that is one of the, one of the most powerful i've ever gotten in myself and that is the worst thing that can happen to you is a thought I got to definitely check that out. Action Tribe, would you like to receive one book for free? Because audible.com as many of you know is offering Action Tribe one free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so that you can get to check out their amazing service because the truth is that listening is the new form of reading. And the fact that you're listening to this podcast actually proves my point. So, if you'd like to check out audible and try out these amazing audio books then all you need to do is go to my7chakras.com forward slash free book my7chakras.com forward slash free book because once you try out an audio book that you can listen to while you're in transit in the car you probably you know will take some time away from books all the books are important audio books are phenomenal so david thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast it was so amazing to connect with you and to learn about your stories and to get these uh, action steps that you actually outlined for us that we can go out and test before you go tell us one thing that you are grateful for and how can our listeners find more and learn more about you thanks for asking i'm i'm grateful for my puppy i i'm just loving her and i'm i'm feeling my body open and having such beautiful moments limbic connection so i'm really great for for my puppy grateful for her. And how you can connect with me, um my website is playforreal.life and there's a life assessment you can click on, takes 5 minutes, you'll learn some some really valuable information about your life and how you approach work. And if something I've said resonates with you, the way I find the right people to work with long term is I offer discovery sessions. And I don't charge for this. If you qualify for the session it's free and we'll create a plan for your life and work and if you want to implement that plan on your own I support that I hope you'll let me know how it goes if we both think coaching can have a big impact on your life then I'll tell you how that works and we can set it up if it's appropriate so playforreal.life click on the big button that says request a session it's really easy and it'll take you through that life assessment and you can even book my calendar directly so that we'll talk live i invite you to be a little daring and uh and request a session with me so they were action drive we'll have this link up in the show notes as well 
if you listen so far it means that you really enjoyed today's episode if you feel different if you feel amazing if you feel so, like you learned something new then please support our podcast uh with a one time safe and secure donation the link you need is my7chakras.com/support my7chakras.com/support if you're on instagram take a screenshot of your episode and tag me on instagram so that i can share your story with our community my handle is at my7chakras at my7chakras and finally if you have a question comment observation or any feedback about today's episode uh, write to me at aj@my7chakras.com aj@my7chakras.com so david thank you so much for coming on our show talking to all these topics because all these topics uh, that i was personally really really interested in the power of connection authenticity daring caring which i'm going to implement in my life as well and taking us one step closer to a human revolution Thanks AJ. This is I really enjoyed this. Thanks everyone. Thank you for listening to My 7 Chakras at my7chakras.com. That is my s e v e n chakras.com.